0: Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group and today I'm joined by Suzanne Spaulding who is the former Department of Homeland Security Undersecretary and current advisor to King & Union. Welcome Suzanne, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you Nick, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: So you've been quoted as saying undermining public confidence is the biggest concern, more so than changing the vote. So can you elaborate on that? Well, why is that?
1: Well, and when I was at DHS in the run-up to the election in 2016, um, as we really uh, examined our election infrastructure, and particularly uh, the vote, the, the voting around voting machines themselves, um, we did quickly determined that the wide variety of the kinds of machines out there, um, the configurations of the machines, the um, fact that there are 9,000 different uh, local jurisdictions, uh, you know. Engage in managing elections. Um, the just the the mere uh, dispersion uh, and uh, variety made it difficult for an adversary to come in and, in a very significant way, uh, change uh, a lot of votes. And 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 that was also um, underpinned by the significant steps that most states take and local uh, jurisdictions to protect that, uh, those voting machines and, and that election infrastructure. Not to say that uh, they could not be uh, breached or that there were never uh, uh, gaps, but that uh, really the, there was less likelihood that there would be a significant change in vote totals enough to impact uh, the outcome of, an, of a national election. Uh, what would be much easier to accomplish and what seemed to be part, certainly at least part of the intent here, uh, would be to affect the public's confidence in the legitimacy of the outcome of the election. And and we base that in part on where we saw the activity occurring and what disruptions could be caused Um, by that activity and that is around voter registration databases
0: but I spoke recently with Barbara Simons who literally wrote the book broken ballots you know on data being hacked in terms of the actual voting machines and she told me there's 13 states that are using electronic voting machines of which there are five states that are 100% uh, without a paper ballot including Georgia which is a battleground state so I mean Obviously, it's a bit late for the midterms, but what should be done here? Is, is there really any appetite to change this?
1: Um, I think there is. And and obviously, as you've noted, some states are, are uh, more resistant than others. Uh, but again, I think paper ballots are important uh, um, for countering, again, what we see as the greatest risk, which is undermining public confidence in the outcome of, of an election, Right. Um, and and so people have pointed out, uh, you know, some of the weaknesses, uh, potential, or vulnerabilities in the use of paper ballots uh, and the use of the optical scanners for those paper ballots, et cetera, and the way the tallies might be recorded and then transmitted. And, and so there's no silver bullet. There's nothing that's going to provide 100 percent security. Uh, but one of the key advantages to paper ballots is that it allows you to do uh, a more uh, effective post-election audit uh, to try to address any concerns that may be raised. And, uh, and again, I think that's why it's important to always start with what is, the, what is the consequence that you're most worried about that has the, you know, from a risk analysis. And then what are all the ways you can, you can try to minimize or, or prevent that consequence? So if a major consequence that you're worried about is a loss of public confidence, what are the ways in which you could reassure the public, uh, reestablish that confidence? And I think, again, paper ballots are accompanied by audits, um, are one of the key ways to do that.
0: So we had a data breach. 50 million accounts on Facebook were apparently breached, and that that's their first statement. Typically, these things snowball. And I spoke with a number of security experts about it. They, they think it's likely to be state-sponsored. So do you think we're going to get an October surprise?
1: Uh, I think we, sh- uh, you know, who knows? But I think we, uh, if we were prudent, we'd assume um, that we're going to see a lot of, activity around the midterm elections Um, and again there you know any number of adversary states that would like to see kind of chaos and confusion in the United States uh, as they pursue their strategic objectives around the world Um, we know that you know Russia's uh, we saw what they did in 2016 we know they are still here they never left it's not a question of they'll be back they they never left Uh, and they're attacking other democratic institutions as well. And and we should assume that they are right now attempting to influence the outcome of the midterm elections um, or at a minimum to, you know, create again some chaos and confusion around the legitimacy of the outcome.
0: Suzanne, thank you very much for joining me today. That's Suzanne Spalding, former Department of Homeland Security Undersecretary. For
1: Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.